Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bill Press Pod. You know, knowing that I write two columns a week, do two podcasts a week, and squeeze in occasional radio and TV appearances... A lot of people ask me, what do you read to keep up to date? Well, let me tell you. In addition to the print edition of the Washington Post and New York Times delivered to my door, I also start my day by diving into five important online news sites, CNN, Politico, Axios, Politico Playbook, and Mother Jones. For progressives, Mother Jones is the mother load producing some of the best hard-hitting investigative reporting in the country for the last 44 years, ever since its founding in 1976, delivering what they call smart, fearless journalism. For the last four years, Mother Jones has led the way in exposing all the lies that Donald Trump has told about his collusion with Russia, the Mueller investigation, his attempts to bribe the president of Ukraine, the real crimes committed by Michael Flynn, and the alleged crimes Donald Trump claims were committed by Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And now maybe the biggest whopper of them all, Eric Trump telling Fox News that the coronavirus was invented by Democrats and kept going by Democrats only to prevent his father from holding more campaign rallies. Can it get any worse? Well, For answers, we turn to Mother Jones, Washington Bureau Chief, David Korn. David Korn, good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Good to be with you, Bill. Uh, You know, Trump has said, Donald Trump has said so many and done so many crazy things lately. It's hard to know where to start. But I want to start with uh, something that I'm surprised has not been getting more media attention, uh, but it has on Mother Jones, and that is Obamagate, he calls it. He said... It's the biggest political crime and scandal in the history of the USA. And yesterday, the president tweeted out, the Obama administration is turning out to be one of the most corrupt and incompetent in U.S. history. David Korn, what the hell is he talking about? Well, you know, one God that people use when trying to interpret what Trump is saying is to always basically say, well, he's really talking about himself, right? Because (laughs) um, when it comes to incompetence, we have not (laughs) seen a greater act of incompetence in, you know, I don't know, maybe in the history of the United States, certainly in the last hundred years from a president than we've had with this response or lack thereof initially to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and when you talk about the greatest scandal ever, you know, in the history of American politics, as he keeps saying about Obamagate, I would argue that the greatest scandal ever in the history of American politics ever, I mean, going back to the, you know, to 1776, was that when Russia attacked the United States in 2016 
with the intent of helping Donald Trump win the election. Donald Trump denied, falsely denied this was happening and provided cover. He was in some ways in cahoots with Moscow, whether there was collusion or not. His campaign met with a Russian emissary after being told this meeting was part of a Russian plot, a Kremlin plot, to help Trump get elected. And then when it you know, became publicly known, or at least it was publicly suspected that Russia was intervening in the election, Trump and his um, top campaign advisors kept saying, no, it's not Russia, it's not Russia. In essence, providing cover to Vladimir Putin by echoing his own, Putin's own disinformation that they were not attacking, that Moscow was not attacking the election. So if you really want to look for the biggest scandal in American history, American political history, and the greatest act of incompetence, you have both with Donald Trump. And so what he's doing now is saying, no, 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 it's not me, it's not me, it's Obama. And when he talks about incompetence with Obama, I don't know what he is referring to. It's certainly not, you know, has nothing to do with saving the auto industry or the economy overall after the Bush-Cheney, you know, recession of 2008. It's certainly not about, it's certainly not what Osama bin Laden would say about Obama, that he was incompetent. Um, so he doesn't give any real examples. It's certainly, you know, getting, you know, 17 million Americans on health care who didn't have it before, uh, lowering taxes in the middle class. Now, I'm not saying Obama did everything right. There were other things he did that I, I would take issue with, policy-wise and action-wise. But, you know, to say that he was incompetent, is it doesn't really I don't know what the evidence is for that and the scandal that Trump you know is referring to with Obamagate seems I mean there's no evidence that you know be that that Obama and Biden spied on him during the campaign and used the FBI to cook up a phony investigation the the, the Russian investigation only to thwart you know it was the only to thwart Trump's from becoming president now, not only there's no evidence of this, it also doesn't make sense. Because if you look at what the FBI did during the 2016 campaign, it did nothing to leak information that it was inv investigating Russia and, and, and interactions between the Trump campaign and Russia. And of course, as we famously know, in the last week of the campaign, uh, James Comey did revive the Hillary Clinton email controversy by notifying Republicans in Congress that there was a there was more to look at, even though it turned out to be a big nothing burger. So, it, you know, it, 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 but with Trump, you you know, we we get we start saying, but it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. There's no evidence, and that's never the point. It's mm -hmm. never the point. He, you know, is all about him just creating phony narratives that you and I end up discussing or other people end up discussing that can be red meat for his followers. What was the thing that put Trump on the path to the presidency? It was a conspiracy theory birtherism that had no factual basis to it, but it you know was dark and conspiratorial. Somehow, Barack Obama, when he was zero years old, figured out how to phony up a birth certificate so that when he would run for president, you know, four Five decades later, as a secret Muslim socialist who wants to destroy America, he'd be able to. Um, so, you know, 
you start with that as the sort of the original conspiratorial sin of the Trump presidency, and it doesn't. It, 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 it is not surprising that now he's just totally making crap up, and he does it in a way that then reporters and others have to say, no, this is not the case, not the case. And so he gets what he wants after that, you know, for his red meat base. He gets the media against him. See, see, the media is not on, on Obama's side because they say this didn't happen. Uh, so it, it's all about an echo in a garbage can reinforcing the, the, the paranoid impulses of the right and his voting base. Um, and it's all to what ultimately distract from the fact that tragically we ha have lost 90,000 of our American neighbors, probably more. And certainly that number is going to top 100,000. And it goes back to what I started with Trump's incompetence. Isn't it, doesn't it take it though to another level that we've never seen before for a sitting president to accuse the former president of crimes i mean not just i disagree with this policy he didn't he didn't leave me with a plan to deal with a pandemic or or whatever right but he i mean he's basically saying uh, he's saying that the senate should investigate and the justice department haul yeah. joe biden and barack obama uh, in for for criminal behavior yeah you know this whole notion of another level bill I don't know. I think we've ran out of levels a long time ago. I don't know where we get <laughs> yeah. new levels anymore. Right. I don't know. Can we go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy some levels? Um, because, you know, I, I said that he started out with this crazy birtherism uh, BS. And then what did he do throughout the campaign? Lock her up. Lock her up. He made, right. you know, he said this was a criminal act. He said it was like, you know, and it's always the biggest. Like, this is the biggest crime in the history of America. We've never seen such corruption. It's, you know, it's what he does. He is a bullshitter. It's about exaggeration. It's not, it, he cannot be shamed into uh, abiding by facts or even abiding by reality. So when he comes out and says now that, you know, you know, instead of locking up Hillary, because remember, not too, you know, even like a year or two back, not too long ago, he was still talking about prosecuting her and putting her in jail. And now he's right, talk. Now right. he's talking about doing it to Obama and Obama's vice president, who happens to be, seems likely to be, his opponent in the fall, Joe Biden. Um, what did he do with the president of Ukraine? You know. Cons you know, here are conspiracy theories that I want you to investigate. You know, in order to get your four hundred million dollars in a in a meeting with me, uh, to in order to make Biden look bad, and he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win these debates. He doesn't have to prove Obama is the most corrupt president of all time. He doesn't have to get Obama in front of the Senate uh, committee, which even Lindsey Graham. His lapdog, Trump's lapdog, says is a bad idea. He doesn't have to prove that Obama was born in Kenya. Um, he doesn't have to prove the Biden Burisma thing. He just gets it into the damn bloodstream, and then people mm -hmm. are talking about it. And you know, and, and this is a guy who thinks he can win the presidency. He won the presidency. He thinks he can win it again by persuading no one, only by getting his base vote behind him. Every 
angry, older, white male in the upper peninsula of Michigan who likes to go ice fishing. Nothing against ice fishing here. But he's going to find all those guys who are angry, uh, whether it's, you know, legitimate anger or sometimes it's, you know, racial anger, let's be honest, um, and get them to vote for him. So he just needs to keep feeding the reddest of the red meat to these people. And he doesn't care that, you know, the you know New York Times says they're, you know, today Donald Trump uh, accused the Obama of Obamagate, which has no evidence. But nevertheless, it is a yet another piece of ammunition in his campaign against Joe Biden. You know, whatever. Have you, if you talk about it in in normal human terms? You, you you know he wins, he wins. Even today, Bill Barr is out there saying, "Well, you know, I don't think that uh, we're going to end up with a criminal investigation of Obama and Biden in this Obamagate business." Well, <laughs> just by having Bill Barr, you know, he, this is how clever he is. He comes out and says, "Well, you know, people can say, oh, he's throwing cold water on Obamagate.'" Well, actually, he's talking about it in a legitimate way. He's not saying there's this crazy, you know, this bat crap, bat crap crazy thing that the president's saying, and there's nothing to it. He comes out and very somberly says, "Well, I don't think at the end of the day we're going to have criminal, you know, indictments of President Obama out of this." And it, you know, it legitimizes the subject matter, right. even if you say it's not going to end up with Obama in jail. And and Bill Barr is also the one. I mean, all isn't this? I guess my question is, isn't this all? part of what Barr is doing, what Trump is doing, um, part of an effort to totally discredit the Russian event, the Mueller investigation uh, and the and the whole Russian question. Yes, that's the, yeah. you know, Trump is crazed by the idea that his presidency was tainted by Russian intervention. Now, it happened to be Russian. Way, I want to interrupt just to yeah. say you and Michael Isakoff wrote a great book about this called Russian Roulette. It's still out there, still up on Amazon. Tells the whole story. So yeah, go ahead. and thank you for mentioning it. Come, uh, what day is it? In about a month, we have a new expanded paperback edition of the book coming out. So oh, um, cool. oh, people cool. should keep right. an eye out for that. But um, Trump is crazed by the fact, I'm not sure he knows it's a fact, that Russia, that he got elected with Russian help. Now, I don't know whether he feels any guilt, because I don't think he's capable of feeling guilt, that he actually helped the Russians by denying it was happening and providing them cover. And this has tainted his presidency. And so he wants to do everything he can to remove that taint. How does he remove that taint? By discrediting the investigations. You know, he kept claiming that the issue was collusion or no collusion. That really wasn't the case. The issue was whether he was helped by the Russians and whether, if he didn't collude in the, in the actual attack, whether he enabled and empowered the Russians by basically taking their side and saying it wasn't happening during the campaign and dismissing this so that voters out there and the rest of us, you know, didn't know what to think. So he, you know, he helped them that way. He helped them get, try to get away with it. Um, but he doesn't want any, you know, any, any, any remains of this Trump-Russian investigation that, while it didn't come up with evidence of collusion, did show that the Russians attacked to help Trump and did show in Robert Mueller's own report 
that Trump again and again falsely denied it was happening while seeking to exploit the attack. I mean, that's a really mm -hmm. serious charge that has never gotten much attention because I think a lot of the media got lost going down the collusion rabbit hole. But he still wants to get rid of that. So he's been trying to, you know, do two things. He's been trying to, you know, create a complete false opposite bizarro you know narrative that only plays on fox that the trump russia investigation was illegitimate from the beginning and it was done only to as a way to thwart him and then he wants to discredit what came next what it, you know, it evolved into which was the Mueller investigation uh which confirmed that russia attacked and confirmed that um they did so to help Trump, which is what the intelligence community had said before this, and also confirmed that Trump was a scoundrel um, while this was going on and played footsies, footsie with the Russians. Um, so you're attacking the hoax investigation, as he calls it, saying that it was illegitimate at the start, and he has Bill Barr out there investigating the investigation, even though the IG, the Inspector General of the FBI, brought a very harsh report about certain aspects of the investigation. Uh, the FISA warrants, in particular against a guy named Carter Page, still concluded that the investigation had not been politically motivated and had been started with legitimate concern about Russian intervention in the election and interactions between Trump and his circle and Russia while this was happening. Um, and then with the Mueller investigation, well, what happened? It landed Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and, you know, in jail, uh, well, Stone's not in jail yet, but they convicted. It got uh, yeah. Mike Flynn um, as well, you know, pleaded guilty. And it was tarnished, you know, three of his top aides and a bunch of other people too. All, Michael Cohen. You know, Michael Cohen, which was not, which was part of the Mueller, but also uh, another outside investigation with the hush money to Stormy mm -hmm. Daniels, bank fraud and everything else, ended up in jail. So um, Trump really, and wants to erase this. This is like Soviet revisionism. Uh, he wants to get some of these guys off the hook, not Michael Cohn, but he wants to get Michael Flynn, you know, uh, Roger Stone, and probably to some degree Paul Manafort off the hook um, in some way or the other. And Bill Barr is out there doing his bidding, you know, you know, having the Justice Department take positions that had that are had never taken in the past. It seems to be that, that seem unfathomable to many veterans of the Justice Department and other legal experts. Um, yet Barr, when the Mueller report came came out, creating a false context, claiming that it had uh, exonerated Trump when that was not what the report said. Uh, so Barr is very actively out there discrediting, trying to discredit the Mueller report, at the same time having uh, U.S. attorneys investigate the origins of the FBI's Trump-Russia investigation. Um, and what does this do? Ultimately, what the real terrible thing here is that the 2016 election was attacked by a foreign adversary and was attacked successfully in that the adversary got what it wanted at the end, got disruption, and it got Trump elected president. That's what the Kremlin wanted. And by focusing on, 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 on the legitimacy of the FBI investigation, you know, trying to undercut the, the, the convictions and, and, and prosecutions that came out of the Mueller investigation. Barr and his lackeys, they are, are, are removed, they distract attention from the 
original sin of the Trump presidency, the Russian attack and Trump's um, sort of informal or in collusion with it. And um, so we're not here. Here we are now, 2020. We've never really come to, I think, strong terms with what happened in 2016. Trump won't allow it. And we have Christopher Ray, Trump's appointed FBI director. We have John Radcliffe last week, Trump's nominee to be director of national intelligence, both saying, as of now, this moment, as you and I breathe here today, Bill Press, the Russians are intervening again. In 2020. Uh, in 2020. Right. And so Trump, we can't acknowledge it happened in 2016, is not, you know, hates to talk about it at all because that taints his, his election, his beautiful electoral victory. And so what action is he taking? When he talks to Putin, as he did a week and a half ago, is he telling him, stop this? Or is he coming out and saying, there's so much we can work on together. He's great. He, th he knows this Trump, you know, this Russia investigation. He knows it's a hoax, too. That's what we were talking about. He is talking to the guy who attacked the United States and whose attack led to an FBI investigation and saying that we agree it's a hoax. I mean, I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm in a Hitchcock film. You know, a lot of his films, somebody sees something and, you know, no one else believes that the person has seen something and it's a murder or something terrible, uh, Rear Window, mm -hmm. The Man Who Knew Too Much. And I feel like, you know, it's in plain sight that this has happened. And now Trump's in bed with a guy who attacked the United States. And he's saying, well, we both agree it's a hoax. I don't know why that doesn't stop every clock in town. We're talking with David Korn. David Korn is the Washington Bureau Chief for the great Mother Jones, motherjones.com. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Today's podcast with David Korn brought to you by the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, the good men and women of the UFCW under President Mark Perrone. You know, you wouldn't think that working as a checkout clerk at Safeway or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods would be a dangerous job, but it is. Today, it's one of the most dangerous jobs in the country because of coronavirus. But members of the UFCW are still on the job in those grocery stores or those meat processing plants, risking their lives to serve us every day. We salute them for their good work. We thank them and we thank them for the support of the Bill Press Pod. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back with David Korn. David Korn is the Washington Bureau Chief for Mother Jones, motherjones.com, where you will find everyday smart, fearless journalism. That's what they, that's what they call it, and that's what they deliver. Uh, David, sometimes with these outrageous charges by, by Donald Trump, there's enough of a scintilla of truth that there might be some reason for taking it at least a little seriously. Is there any even scintilla of truth in his charge? We've been talking about Russia, Russia's involvement in 2016. In Donald Trump's charge, that it wasn't Russia at all. The whole deal was cooked up and run by Ukraine. And that's where Hillary's server is. Well, on that particular thing, uh, no matter how small you define a scintilla to be, um, you could not find a small enough scintilla there. Um, No, I mean... It's just complete made-up stuff that came out of some fever swamps in the alt-right. Um, you have Mueller's investigation. You have the intelligence community. You have this GOP-led Senate Intelligence Committee all saying you have you have the House Intelligence Committee Intelligence Committee when it was led by Devin Nunes, all saying <laughs> Russia attacked the election, that they hacked the DNC, that they got the stuff, it was released at their behest by WikiLeaks. They, nobody disagrees on this. You know, Devin Nunes' com- committee would not state that this was done to help Trump, while everybody else does say that, and that's for obvious reasons. But no, Russia attacked. There is no server in Ukraine. Ukraine did not do any, I mean, this the crazy, if you really think about this, the crazy story is that somehow the DNC plotted with Ukraine to yeah, hack themselves and hide the evidence in the Ukraine because this is what they would use to set up Russia, that they would actually set up Russia. They would make it look like Russia attacked the DNC and the election in order then to blame that on Donald Trump somehow. Um, I don't know. You've worked in Democratic Party politics, Bill Press. I know a lot of people have had, and I don't think I know anybody connected to the DNC who is that intelligent, who is that diabolical, <laughs> who can think not in three-dimensional chess, but five-dimensional chess, and pull off an operation like that. As much as I like some of those people I've known over the years, and I have respect for them, I don't think that's in their toolbox. Uh, it is not. Uh, I can I tell you that. So you started um, early on talking about the incompetence of Donald Trump. Uh, and let's get to uh, the coronavirus response. So as of today, there are roughly 90,000 Americans who've died from the coronavirus. It will be 100,000 easy by, by June. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday said, we're really doing well. Uh, and a couple of days ago, he said, basically, we met the enemy and we have defeated it or mission accomplished or whatever words he, he, he used. Um, 
does he not know or does he not care? Um, I think he doesn't care. I think this is a man, I think it's hard for us to fathom this, who has no relationship to the truth. He doesn't believe in truth. The truth is just whatever he says it is. Everything in life, everything that he says is transactional and that it doesn't matter what's really happening. You can still sell people shitty steaks and tell them it's, it's great if you put your name on it. You can still sell them Trump University. You can still sell them knives, Trump steak knives. You can still sell them vodka. Vodkas all taste the same, but Trump vodka tastes better. You could still sell them the fact that Trump cares about you. Well, uh, to me, nothing that he does is surprising and hasn't been for a long period of time. Not even this you know, horrific response to the pandemic where he shows no signs of mourning, not a scintilla of empathy. None of that is surprising. I just remain surprised, and I am sincerely surprised, that tens of millions of Americans still buy his act and that they don't you know, they don't see through the fact that he governs and behaves like a con man who cares about nothing but his own, you know, benefit. And 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 that's why he didn't want testing early on. He didn't want a lot of test numbers. I mean, the idea that we're doing great, the idea that this is mission accomplished, the idea this is over. I mean, you know, usually if you'd ask somebody you'd rather live in the United States or rather live in South Korea, they would say the United States. But South Korea, two hundred you know, the same day, same day they had the first death from coronavirus in the United States. Okay, since then we've had getting close to hundred thousand. They've had two hundred and sixty. Two hundred and sixty. Now you do the math and you do it hmm. on a per capita basis, which means you gotta multiply their population by well that right. number by six point five. Um and you turn out that we have 50 times, 50 times, that would be what, 5,000% times the amount of deaths here from coronavirus than they do in South Korea. So um, we're not doing great. We're not even doing so-so. We're doing awful. And everything that, you know, and, and, and everything that he's sort of pushing now has the potential consequence of creating bigger second waves in a month or three and into, you know, the coming winter. Um, I fear for, you know, I, I hate being, you know, such a you know, Cassandra, but I fear for the, the fall and for the election as well. We saw how difficult it was in Wisconsin to have a, an election during a pandemic. But mm-hmm. if we, we have a bounce back, uh, you know, that some people say could be as bad as the initial flare-ups, initial outbreaks, you have that in September, October, in the middle of an election, and you have maybe interference from Moscow and trying to create more disruption. Um, perfect storm doesn't even begin to cover it. Oh, of course, it will be hurricane season two, and they're now predicting one of the you know at least one of the worst hurricane you know seasons in a in a while, comparing it to what 2005 looked like that gave us Hurricane Katrina. So um, you know it's a perilous time. I don't want people to crawl up into the corner, though sometimes I feel like doing that. Uh, But these things all are interrelated. And at the end of the day, you know, what will save America is enough people being able to see clearly about what's been happening. Yeah. And in the middle of all of this, so Eric Trump goes on Fox News with Jeanine Pirro, and he says, 
Well, Democrats are just keeping this coronavirus going as long as they can. Why? To prevent his father from having his big campaign rallies. You know, it's, you it's, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. They, you know, you know, often when you accuse someone of something, it shows what, how you would do it yourself, how you would think about it yourself. <laughs> I mean, I've had people, uh, you know, on Twitter, um, I had a guy, one of, I think, uh, what was he, from the, from the RNC, I had one of the you know, RNC staffers accuse me of, you know, of wanting to see more Americans die because that's bad for Donald Trump. I lost a second cousin who died from COVID at the beginning of all this. Um, and I don't know of anybody, I don't know of any Democrat, liberal, progressive, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Trump who wants to see a single more death out of this, who wants, because that will keep Donald Trump from having his mega rallies um and so for you know trump you know little trump to uh make that 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 argument and you know another conspiracy theory to promote that um to me just suggests well you know what we all look at the world from our own perspective and you probably think that's something that you and your dad would do if the position was reversed so it's more revealing of you than it than it is of, of, of your enemies. Uh, you've been good with your time, David Corner. One final question. Back in 2003, you wrote, a, published a great book called The Lies of George W. Bush. <laughs> Did you ever think that there would be a president who would surpass George W. Bush? I wrote the book because I thought that at the time, uh, George W. Bush was pushing the envelope. The premise of the book was that all politicians lie. You know, number ones you like, yeah. ones you don't like, all governments lie, I have stone once once wrote. And but I thought that George W. Bush had sort of amped it up. You know, besides, you yeah. know, what Bill Clinton said about Monica Lewinsky and, and obvious lies in his part, that he had amped it up and that he was lying about climate change, about tax cuts, about social security, and particularly about the case for invading Iraq. And that, um, and that these are demonstrable lies. They were proven lies, and that the media had a very, 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 very difficult time calling him a liar or just calling out the lies, whether you call him a name or not. And um, so I, I, I wrote the book only because I thought he had gone to the next level. <laughs> but as right. I said earlier, we're out of levels, and never, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean never did I think an, a president, you know, would 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 lie as much as Donald Trump. But also, never did I think that for tens of millions of Americans, it would matter so little. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, now we're at over 16,000. I forget what the latest uh, Washington 18, Post. 18,000, according to the Washington oh, Post. We're over 18,000. 18, yeah, there you go. David Korn, great work at Mother Jones, motherjones.com. We hope everybody checks you out every day, as I do. And uh, appreciate your good work. Appreciate your time. Good friend. Thank you, David. Thank you, Bill. So that's it for today's podcast with David Korn of Mother Jones. If you are a new listener and you like what you heard, please subscribe to the Bill Press Pod. We want you to be a regular member of our team. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, just to pull up the Bill Press Pod, click on subscribe, and you are in. And then please tell all your friends to do the same. That's it for today. Meanwhile, stay strong, stay safe, and come back for the next edition of the Bill Press Pod.